It's Terrible Tuesday. That's terrible. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. That's a terrible idea. I want to know what the hell he's smoking. Something stinks in here. That's terrible. <laughs> it's Terrible Tuesday. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. All right, the NBA All-Star Weekend just concluded. We talked a lot about that yesterday. Where do I start? The celebrity game? The future stars game on Friday? The slam dunk contest? Three-point shootout on Saturday? Or do we talk about the game itself? Well, whatever you want to say, I want to say disaster. How's that? Beyond terrible disaster. Now, sure, there was a couple... One shining moments. We know what that is. Steph and Sabrina was a one shining moment. But for the most part, when we talk about the All-Star Game, we just shake our head in disgust once again. Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, had pressured everyone involved with this weekend in this game, including players, to put on a competitive show. Not even so much show. He wanted a competitive game. He actually wanted defense. He wanted this to become more like a normal game. Now, you understand you're not going to get that exactly, but you've got to get something better than what we've seen in years past. You got to. Instead, what did we get? East 211, West 186. Do the math. 397 points. That's 397 points. Our good friends at the at the Westgate and the Superbook, they could not make a line high enough. Oh, we'll put it maybe 350. And like we talked about yesterday, you, there's no bar. You don't know. Where do you even start the bar at, at what level for an All-Star game? You go by last year or the year by? It just keeps getting obliterated year after year. How about 397 and, points. How about 100 in the first? 100 in the first. 53 to 47 at the end of one, 100 points. Yes, you had a scoring display, but of course you had no defense. You did have some incredible shooting, fantastic shooting percentages. But then again, who really wants to see this type of a mess? 289 shots attempted. 289 shots. How many free throws were, you know, put in this game? Five. Five free throws. Carl Anthony Towns had 50 points. He was 23 for 35. I mean, it's just like, you know, shooting in warm-ups because no one's guarding you. Damian Lillard had 39 points. He was your MVP. How about the comments that the players are making about the All-Star game? All right? Here's Adam Silver on one hand saying, we need a competitive game. Ratings were down last year. We cannot have this anymore. This is going by the way that the NFL has gone. Come on, guys. Step up. Fans do not want to see this garbage of no defense and free-for-all basketball. Let's give them an effort. Okay, sounds good. What happens? 397 points. Anthony Edwards. He's one of the up-and-coming stars. Right now, plays for the Minnesota Timberwolves, right? He admitted, I'm not playing hard. Here's his quote. For me, it's an all-star game, so I will never look at it as being super competitive. It's always fun. I don't know what they can do to make it more competitive. I don't know. I think everyone looks at it like, hey, it's a break. So I don't think anyone wants to come here and compete. That's pretty much 
the mindset for every player that plays in this game now. It's like, well, it's supposed to be fun. I don't want to be the guy that upsets the apple cart. Every one of these clowns are followers. No one's a leader. And we talk about the guys that played in this game going back in the, you know, even before the 70s, but the 70s and the 80s, even the early 90s, were they were prideful to be selected to the All-Star team. Heck, we had James Donaldson on last week. Remember that? 1988 All-Star. It was, it was an honor. We've talked to Bill Cartwright before. It was an honor. So many guys in the past. All right? And it, no, it's not because they're old or whatever, because that's the way the game was played back then. You had pride. You would wear your team uniform and represent the conference that you played for. Thank goodness at least the NBA went back to the conference affiliations and we had a Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. Instead of this charade, Team LeBron, Team so-and-so, all this other nonsense. So and Adam Silver's trying to get away from all of the nonsense, but when you have players that are not willing to go along, what can you do? And I don't want to hear the excuse, well, it's injuries, someone might get hurt. As I said yesterday, these guys play harder in pickup games during the summer when they're trying to get in shape. All right, You've heard people like Matt Barnes talking about the sessions that they would go to UCLA and play against Kobe Bryant, playing five-on-five, playing three-on-three. These guys play defense. This is how you get prepared for the NBA season. In an all-star game, you're telling me that you can't play hard like the guys that came before you? Yeah, it's downright embarrassing. And for people to say, well, look at all these, you know, the high shooting percentages and all, isn't that cool? Yeah, you know, watching Damian Lillard, you know, hit threes uncontested from 35, 40 feet. Okay. I, I understand that. But if you look at the crowd, they're bored. You know, after you've seen one, two, three dunks, you're not getting excited about four, five, six dunks, which brings me to the dunk contest. We've seen this thing just be piss poor year after year after year. I mean, this is a travesty. Three-point shooting contest. Not getting the best shooters to participate anymore. The superstars don't want nothing to do with it. The NBA has said, guys, we need you to show up. We need you to play. We need you to play hard. Heck, you complain before about you have all these media responsibilities. Okay, we'll take away the media responsibilities. You want more time? They're not playing another game till Thursday. The game was Sunday. Back in the day, you'd play again on Tuesday. You're not playing till Thursday. You've got rest. The NBA is making concession after concession to these players and giving them more and more money. Hey, you want to go ahead and, and promote your nonprofit or your brand or sell some extra stuff? Well, we'll let you do all that. Just do one thing for me. Show up and play hard, and let's have a better representation of the NBA and the game itself. Adam Silver knows it's a problem. But the question is, do the players realize that it's a problem? They really don't, and they don't care. They don't care. They don't care at all. More from the NBA All-Star. You want to hear You hear from Kobe Bryant? Here's what Kobe Bryant had to say. This is going back uh, a couple years ago before he passed, but he had some serious thoughts on this All-Star game. Here's Kobe. I think the All-Star game in general needs a little revamping because – 
it used to be competitive. Yeah. It used to be competitive. And, like, you know, fans want to see the best pickup game in the world. Yeah. That's what this is. They don't yeah. want to see you running up and down and dunking and doing all this crazy. Like, they want to see the what happens when you get this collection of best basketball players on the planet and they play and they go head up against each other. Man. Yeah. I mean, you guys play harder at a pickup game in UCLA. For real. And ain't billions of people watching. For real. Definitely do. You know what I'm saying? Definitely do. They uh, got turned The All-Star game needs a little, needs a little changing. Um, I always love competing in them. Um, I didn't lose many of them. Nah, me and CP one, used to nah, talk all the time. You won the ones. You took it serious. Yeah, we, yeah. we went. Like, I don't think me and CP, when we played together in the All-Star game, I don't think we've ever lost a game. Yeah. And we okay. used to look at each other and say, okay. Oh, serious. They go. don't want to play. We going to yeah, play. Fourth quarter, let's go yeah. get them. Yeah, there's Kobe Bryant. And again, Here's one of the greats of all time speaking out. So for people to say that that the athletes don't feel the way, no. The greats do because when you're honored like this and you get to play in an all-star game, it is all about competing against the best. And that's what the fans want to see. So the fans are getting gypped. Everyone's getting gypped. And good for Adam Silver to stand up. And I said it yesterday when he presented the trophy – to the Eastern Conference, and he w- he had disgust in in his tone and in his face, and like he said, he goes, "Well, you guys scored the most points," and basically gave him the trophy. No, it 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 was terrible. And here's another thing. All right, now we're going to talk about the game itself and the 397 points. The people that are in this game, the so-called All Stars. Let's question this for a little bit too. Okay. If it's for the fans and the fans are going to vote, okay, I get that. But we've got to come to some sort of, of agreement here about who should be in the game, who should be starting the game. Do you know who was a reserve in this game? One of the greatest players in our league. The guy that saved All-Star Weekend this year, Stephen Curry, was a Western Conference reserve. How does Steph Curry not start in an all-star game? He's averaging 28 points this season. Now, if you're going to make the argument, well, Steph's been injured. No. Uh, Steph's had a down year. No. He's averaging 28 points per contest. And if you look at the grand scheme of things, that puts him, what, fifth? Fifth? Overall? And he can't start on the Western Conference all-star team? Are you kidding me? This is what a joke this has become. One of the greatest players of all time. And he is a reserve. Could you ever see Michael Jordan being a reserve? I mean, mean, come on. George Gervin back in the day, a reserve? Earl the Pearl Monroe? I think Jordan in today's game would have been a reserve. We're not talking about that. No, I'm just saying. Is Steph Curry in his prime? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Michael Jordan it was in his prime. But I'm saying if... The, if Kobe Bryant would he ever be a reserve? If this time shifted was different and it was this year and Jordan was in his prime. What? What are you saying? Of course. J- Jordan is Jordan. Because I, I don't think Jordan... Unless he's 48 years old. I don't think Steph wanted to play. It, I, I, I think it was one of the... Stop it. Stop. Don't speak for Steph. Okay? Did Steph show up Saturday night? And when he didn't have to? Yeah. Did he accept the challenge against Sabrina Nescu when he didn't have to? Yeah. And what did he do? Not only did he show up, he participated in all the media. He was cordial. He did his thing. And you know what he does? I am not going to be embarrassed. No, I'm going to compete. Just like he did when he came in. He came in, what, first shot? 
Cold off the bench after he was sitting for nearly an hour. Uh, drained a 30-footer. Next shot, drained another one. No. This nonsense about guys that don't want... If you don't want to play, you state you don't want to play and don't even show up. Don't even show up. Luka Doncic, don't show up. The game doesn't need you. Jokic, the game doesn't need you. Because you can't keep up anyway. And if you can't dunk a basketball, you're not even going to attempt it. And you're going to throw these wild passes out of bounds and you're laughing about it. Don't show up because you're an embarrassment. Luka Doncic scored 77 points in a game. And this guy can't crack double digits in an all-star game. And he's, he's jogging up and down the ball. Stay home. Nobody needs you. All right? Get guys that deserve to be there. Name recognition needs to be be there. And get guys that want to play. Hey, I'll say this about LeBron James. All right? Did he probably not want to be there? He probably didn't. I'll say that. He didn't. But guess what? He showed up. Now, he didn't show up until Sunday morning. All right? He wasn't there. but And he didn't play pretty much in the second half. But he went out there. And he went. And he ran the floor. Had a couple breakaway dunks. He played hard. And he has an ankle injury. Granted. But I'll give him credit. 20 years, 20 All-Stars, fine. He showed up. But you've got to change this game and make it better. Well, you know what, T? You hit the nail right on the head because you mentioned Kobe Bryant, you mentioned Steph Curry, and to some degree, LeBron. What do those three have in common? Besides being great players. Hmm. They respect the game. Of course. That's it. They respect the history of the game. Yes. Steph Curry's dad was a great player. Kobe's second generation. I've always said second generation players have been around the game since they were little kids in the arenas. They respect the game. Absolutely correct. It's it's ridiculous. It's a joke. And now the broadcasting has become a joke as well, too. I'm surprised it wasn't on Nickelodeon. (laughs) Like the football. Charles Barkley was in rare form. Now, on Saturday during the All-Star game, I don't know if anybody saw this, and we don't have the the audio. I started to record this, and then, but I don't know if it got deleted or what, but but Shaq is there, and he brings out from underneath the table uh, his new shoes by Reebok, and they've got the little mini Pepsi can in there. Charles Barkley starts going off like said, what, what are you doing, you know? You know, pimping that product, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he used this word exactly. He goes, I'm not going to, and, and Shaq says, hey, man, I'm going to offer you a Pepsi. He goes, I'm not going to drink that crap. I mean, what the heck? I mean, and it even got worse for Barkley coming on Sunday as he did one of the alternate telecasts, and he's talking in, like this during the game. Hey, Reggie, we love you. Let's not have another Austin. Let's let this be the last one. Come on, man. Is it the snow, You, you, you spent enough was time here, Reggie. You don't need to come back for Austin. Was it the minus, uh, hey, you know, hey, the hey. 17 degrees? Hey, 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 Reggie. Yes? If you had a, if you had a chance of being cold... I've been around a bunch of homeless crooks in San Francisco. We need to- oh, oh, that's oh, crazy. Oh, no. You're not welcome. Oh, not oh, you no. You're not welcome. Hey. We love San Francisco. No, we don't. <laughs> yes, we do. You can't even walk around down yes, there. Yes, you can walk around. <laughs> yeah, with a bulletproof bag. Hey, Chuck, you live in Philadelphia, Chuck. I live in Arizona. That microphone says cough. Just hold that. There it is. Charles Barkley ripping San Francisco. Now, no call bet. Hey. I've been around that arena. I've been in downtown San Francisco recently. I'm not saying that he's wrong. 
Okay, there was a lot of homeless there. They have a major homeless problem, but you just don't come out. And you say don't that. say that on air. You don't say. You it. don't say that. You don't say that. And he said a lot of derogatory things. Personally speaking, about Charles. Yeah, love Charles off the cuff all the time. Right then and there, he was hyping his CNN TV show because his ratings are in the garbage. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Charles Barkley. Just kind of a wrapped up. This is what we're talking about. We're not talking about a great game, a competitive game. We're talking about the commentary and the lack of effort at another NBA All-Star game. Rick Patino is having all kinds of problems at St. John's. You know, he left Iona to come back to the Big East, take over at St. John's, which is kind of a cool move. And Rick Pitino seemed like he was pretty fired up about this. St. John's started off well this year. They were 12-4. and four. They had wins over Utah, Villanova, Xavier, Providence. Since then, the wheels have fallen off. St. John's 2-8, and eight, ninth place in the Big East. All came to a head when St. John's blew a 19-point lead Sunday against Seton Hall and losing. And Rick Pitino? had this to say at his post-game press conference, he did not hold anything back. We just lack toughness. We just don't move our feet on defense. Look, they, they shot 37 free throws. Throw out the stats. You see it every game, the amount of free throws they shoot and the amount of free throws we shoot. Look at what Naheem shot on the year. Look at what uh, Chris Ledlam shot on the year. I mean, you're a power forward. You play 29 minutes without a free throw. Uh, that means you're not offensive rebounding, not getting to the line. So it's it's really the, all the toughness things of why we give up leads. We are so non-athletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling. And really it's not about losing. Because even in winning, winning when we watch the film, I see unathletic plays. I, I see people that don't handle the ball, that's just interested in taking quick shots. So it's been a disappointing year. If you had to do it over again, would you have attacked your first offseason differently? Had no choice. We just could take who we could get, who was available. We had no choice. Um, I don't there is Rick Pitino ripping his St. John's team. And you know what? That may sound terrible to a lot of people, but let's see how they respond. But he's right. I mean, he, he, these guys are not playing well. You can't be blowing leads. They're two in, you know, when two of your last 10 games. And. You know, veteran coaches have a tendency to do this. The younger coaches won't do this. I could maybe hear Calipari doing this, but Rick Pitino, he's trying to get his team's attention. And like he said afterwards, yeah, that was my mindset. I want my guys to hear and read about this. All right. This past week, we had an anniversary. 30 years ago this week, one of the greatest post-game press conferences that got interrupted it was after a game, a battle between two fiery teams and two fiery coaches. All right, 30 years ago, we're going back to 1994, right? UMass 56, Temple 55, and this broke out. I just got my ass blasted for giving them hell down in West Virginia, and here you get a hell of a job right here today. Good job. Three class guys, and you pick them out here and single them out. You can't get that damn nigga in front of the guy. Shut up, guys. You can't get that damn And you don't need that edge. That's why I was telling my kids to knock your kid in the mouth. Stay 
<laughs> Some things never cease to amaze. John Calipari on the defense of John Cheney from Temple at the time. Those are some. Those were some battles with UMass and Temple back in the day. John Cheney going after a young Calipari at that time. Hey, what's wrong with that? All right, those are some terrible Tuesday takes for you. Even though that was pretty glorious right there.